I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. One of the things that I love about my pastor, and there are many, is the way that he welcomes new people to the church. He always says that you're either there to enhance something that already exists or to bring something fresh and new. And I want you to consider just for a moment that you may be in that latter bunch, that you may be called to bring something fresh and new to the marketplace. That was the case for my guest today on Publishing Secrets, J.P. Miller. The type of story that she enjoyed reading just wasn't there, at least not featuring people of color. So she decided to do something about it. And her yes took her on a journey that she never imagined. This even led her into a space where she gets to do something new called work for hire. And that may be something that you could explore as an aspiring author. There were also some tough moments in the journey for JP, like when she entered the world of self-publishing, not knowing what she didn't know. So she has some words of wisdom for you today. So listen, this is going to be a great episode for you to not only be inspired, but to get some words of caution, to make sure that you protect your heart and your mission as you move forward. So get in a comfortable place take some notes and be inspired that God wants to do something new through you. Enjoy. All right. Well, JP, welcome to Publishing Secrets. Uh, Been looking forward to this conversation with you about the books that you've written and the mission that God has had you on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Well, you know, we had an opportunity to meet uh, several months back and I was instantly impressed with your resume and what you're trying to accomplish through your books. So I'm glad that our listening audience is going to have an opportunity to overhear our conversation today. Hopefully they'll learn some things um, and hopefully they will be kind of an extension of you in helping to get this message out there. So Let's do this. Let's kind of bring the audience up to speed. Let's have you share a little bit about the mission that you are on. You know, I I think about the authors that are a part of our community. And the great thing is everyone has something that they feel in their heart that God is calling them to do. What is that thing for you? Um, That thing for me is um, writing stories about African-American people and events that shape or, or help show the things that African-Americans have contributed to the United States and America. And I'm a product of the 1960s and 70s. And so uh, growing up in Asheville, North Carolina, at the time that I was in school, there, there weren't a lot of books in the libraries 
that had characters that looked like me or did the things like I did. And so I was I was a reader, but I, I you know, I, I love the things that was adventurous. And so like the Tom Sawyers and the Huckleberry Finns, but there were no characters that looked like me. So as I grew up, you know, I continued to read, but again, there were the, no, no such stories out there. And then many years later, I became the director of uh, youth programs uh, with the Department of the Air Force. And again, uh, the stories were limited. And uh, this is at the onset of, you know, Black History Week, and then we went to Black History Month. And I noticed that it was the same people being discussed over and over again. And so I recognized that that someone had to step up and write the stories about uh, people, uh, little known events, little known people in the African-American community that had contributed to this country. So that was kind of how um, I got into writing. And so that is my mission. I love to, you know, I can, I I love to uh, bring those stories to life uh, for young readers and a lot of older people as well. Yeah. You know, as you were sharing that, I kind of went back in my mind to growing up as a kid and you're right. It's often the same people that are highlighted. Uh, Even I could think about programs at school, programs at church, you can, you can almost guess <laughs> who's going to be featured um, Absolutely. during that time, right? And so right. you wanted to say, hey, there's more that African-Americans have contributed. Let's make sure that we share um, more of those stories because there's there's more than Absolutely. has been shared up until that point. Exactly. Yeah. So Talk to us just to give us an idea, give the living, listening audience an idea. What are some, who are some of the people that you have highlighted through your work that maybe haven't gotten as much attention? You know, the first, uh, the first project that I worked on as a published, not myself published um, opportunities that I had, but as a published author is um, really what a lot of people don't know about it, but it's called Work for Hire. And so I work for the educational market and normally a publisher will come to me and they'll say, hey, we have this story idea that we would like for you to write. Um, Can you do that? So I I was contacted by Hachette UK for the Black, Black Stories Matter series. And so in that series, I'm really excited about it because it is people of African of African diaspora from all around the world. And so I can't really, you know, name any individuals right offhand, but it's over 60, uh, 60 biographies. And I think like 10 mini biographies all together in the four books. But some of the commonalities that I found was that sometimes as Americans or African-Americans, we're um, compartmentalized and we think we're the only ones that went through certain things. But as I wrote this book and learned about people in Jamaica, people in um, Africa and other countries, I saw that we were going through the same thing. And so one of the things that this company wanted was they wanted the book to be uh, ready for release in October, which was when they celebrate um, their African, British, African or black British, I, I'm not even quite sure what the, you know, the, the call of it, but that's their black history month in Great Britain is October. I never knew 
that other countries even had a Black History Month, but the majority of them do have a Black History Month because everyone, all of us from with African um, diaspora came from the country of As Africa and we were dispersed out to all of these countries. And so, um, and another thing was at the same time, we were having the M M Montgomery bus boycott in Great Britain, they were having a bus boycott. And so I saw these commonalities that, you know, that I had never known until I did the research and start writing this series for Hachette UK. Wow. That is really cool. Now I feel like I've learned something um, in what you've shared. And now I feel like I need to do some research and maybe our listening audience uh, feels the same way, right? Because the world is bigger uh, than the U.S. And that's one thing that I've learned as I've worked with more authors in our community. We've got people uh, from Africa. We've got people from England. We've got people from Canada. Like People are everywhere. And I realized that just as you've shared, JP, there, there are more commonalities than we often realize. And exactly. I had no idea. Now I feel like I need to look and see <laughs> when Black History Month is celebrated in different countries. So you actually get to learn some more stuff as yes. you are on these writing assignments. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. now you, you've had an opportunity as you've shared to, uh, to work in work for hire, working for other uh, publishers that are looking to uh, create some stories you have self-published. It sounds like it's been a really rich journey for you. And, and I want us to get into that, but I'm curious when you were growing up in Asheville as a little girl, was it your dream to one day actually write and publish books? Did you see this coming? No, never. I, I never did. And, and I love telling the story. I had a, um, in high school, I had a class, a civics class. Mr. Livingston was my teacher. The, we had a break between the class where we went to lunch and would come back. I would come back for, late from lunch. And Mr. Livingston would make me write, you know, what he was looking for was, I will not be yeah, late. I'll be late to class. I will not be late. <laughs> and so I would make up these stories and he was very professional, almost like, you know, college. He go, Miss Miller, you, da, 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 and, you know, and he's like, you, you didn't, you didn't end the story. And I was really doing it so that I could be late the next day. <laughs> you had a plan. <laughs> right, right. And then write the story. But that was as close to writing that, that I came to growing up, you know, so I didn't really get what I call the call to write until I was grown out of the Air Force um, and a civilian at that time when I got the actual call to write. And wow. so I just, you know, never turned back from that. Wow. Well, let, well, let's talk about that because, you know, sometimes people are on the show and they tell me ever since they were a little kid and I look at them like, mm, definitely wasn't, <laughs> definitely wasn't the past for me. So I'm glad to know that I'm not, I'm not alone. So you didn't see this coming. But I love the way that you described that. There was a point where you felt like you were called to write. Tell us about what happened that made you feel like I need to take a step in this direction. Um, actually, I had um, their Essence, Essence Magazine had a contest. And a lady that worked with me, I was like, well, let's, let's enter this contest. Let's enter this contest. And um, so I wrote the story and she never did. Um, and 
I never sent it in when she never wrote. And thank God I didn't, because when I look at it now, I'm like, oh my God, they would have laughed at that. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere, right? <laughs> right, right. But many, many years later, I left that, I left that transcript, uh, that manuscript, I just, you know, let, left it to the side. And many, many years later, um, I tell people, it's interesting, and many of you probably understand, was basically I had an angel visit. And so um, it was the, the angel and the message that I got from that was that, um, that I was supposed to write and I was supposed to write children's books and children's books that would highlight the heritage of African-Americans. And so from that point, um, that's really the, the thing that keeps me going. I know it was a call. And even when I get tired and I feel like stopping um, that I hear that you know, little whispers, like you can't stop because it was a call. That's so, that's so powerful. And I feel like somebody is listening to us right now and they really needed to hear that, you know, remember why you started this journey in the first place. There are people that are listening right now that you know that this wasn't just you and an idea that you had, that this is truly a call that God has on your life. And when that happens, we have a responsibility. I think that's what I'm hearing from you. Absolutely. We have a responsibility to answer that call. And even mm -hmm. in the face of obstacles and opposition and moments of overwhelm, we still have to move forward because it, it really comes down to an act of obedience, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I agree. We got to move forward. We got to move forward. So I'm glad that you did, you know, having an opportunity to work with you in preparation for helping to get your message out to more people through podcasts. It just was a joy to see some of the things that you've written and um, your passion for what you're doing. So it's kind of cool that you didn't see it coming, but, but God did, right? So even those yes. moments where you were in class, they were being used. And then the opportunity with the magazine, you know, just added a little bit more fuel to the fire. And then Fast forward, you have your angel visit and you realize that you need to answer the call. So because of that, yes, I'd love for you to encourage our audience a little bit, you know, because there are some people that are listening that, that aren't yet at the point where they're willing to say yes. So from your perspective, JP, how did being willing to be bold and say yes to the call, how has that opened doors for you that um, that really excite you, you know, to be able to fulfill the mission that you feel that God has placed in your heart? Yeah, you know, I mean, half of the battle is just saying yes and doing it. You know, I mean, I, I look at ministers and other people in the church and the things that they do. And, and of course, I feel like, you know, and being a preacher's child, I, I feel like that's a bigger yes <laughs> that, yeah. that, because they have more responsibilities. But I know that it's all for kingdom building. Uh, but the, the biggest part is just saying yes. And then once you say yes, I can, I'm a living witness that there have been doors that have opened that, you know, some of them I wasn't even trying to open, you know, seemed like the, the ones that I was trying to open the hardest, you know, <laughs> and then when they did open, it was the wrong door, you know, but um, I just feel like if you say yes, um, there's going to be some work. You, you, you definitely have to put in some work. But for the most part, if you're prayerful and, 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 and try to do what God is leading you to do, um, the path is going to open for you. That's been my experience. I love that. I love that. Now you, you alluded to this, that 
It doesn't mean, because I will say personally, I, I, I've been in a space before where I was like, well, God, you called me to this. Why is it so hard? You know what I mean? I, I wanted it to be a little bit easier because I, I know I'm doing, you know, the right thing. And, and you've experienced that too, where, you know, I know I had the angel visit. God has called me to do this. But you hinted to the fact that, hey, it, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. There have been some amazing moments, but there also have been um, some experience that that maybe weren't as as awesome. Talk to us a little bit about what what you encountered um, in the journey, whether it was um, on the self publishing side or mm-hmm. as you're working to get you know published traditionally. What has that journey looked like for you? Well, like I said, one of the things, uh, the first thing I will say for myself and many people that 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 say, "Hey, I'm going to write a book," they don't realize how much work you have to put into it. You have to study, you have to take classes, you know, I feel like if a lot of people knew a lot of readers, I'll say, if readers knew what authors had to do to make the story uh, flow good, sound good, or make you want to go back and buy another one from that same author, they would probably be like, oh my God, you know, so the main thing as an author is to put in the work, study, study the craft, um, and then the second thing, I self-published the first time. And a lot of times in self-publishing, you get a bad rap as an author because they say that many of us haven't put in the work and we want to put out the first thing. And then when uh, traditional publishers or agents or whatever don't pick us up, then we'll say, well, I'll just self-publish and put it out there. Uh, we really have to be careful about doing that because you know, we, we have to be humble and take advice from other people. But I got into a, an entanglement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't with, expecting that word. <laughs> with my, with my self-publishing. And, you know, I, I will not name the company, but uh, they were really a predatory company. And so I put my books out there and you know, they, they were looking more to make money off of me for me purchasing my books and then going out selling them at whatever price that I could get it. The first book I squeaked by and then everything within me told me not to sign another contract with that company. And I was so eager to get my book out there, get my name out that I signed. And that was the one that really caused the headache. And I had to end up buying my rights back from that company. Um, so just be very careful, uh, read the contract really good. Be, and then, you know, even now I'm having problems getting, getting that, those self-published books off of companies like Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and, and some of them still have them there. And I'm trying to get them down, but I'm, I'm running into difficulty getting it off. And that was early 2000s. You know. Wow, that was 2000, early 2000? Yes. And so what the issue is, there is evidently someone that says that they are a seller, not the publisher that has it. Mm. And they said, as long as there's a seller there, that they can't bring it down. So I'm sending them my copyright, which a lot of people are not even getting their stuff copyright you know, now because how much it costs. Yeah. But I'm sending them a copy of the copyright saying, but I'm the author. And so it's been one big, long, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to have to get legal help on this or not. 
but <laughs> those are my difficulties. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really helpful for the audience though, um, because what you've highlighted is that it is really important if you do work with someone, because some people will choose to kind of own the complete self-publishing process themselves. And some will mm -hmm. realize, hey, I need help with this. But when you decide that you're going to get help, it's really, really important to, as you said, make sure that you really understand what you're getting into, what the terms of the agreement are. I would also take away from what you've, you've said, research the company to see what you can find out. We're in a great time where we can find lots of information online. So make sure that you do your, your due diligence to see what you can find out about Absolutely. this company before you sign on the dotted line and even just, you know, you praying and, and it's, it's interesting. And I, I, I've had those moments too, JP, about a number of things. It's like, there was a little voice in you that was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then there's this part of us is like, but I want it, but I want it, but I yes. want it. <laughs> yes. And we do it anyway. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So yes. somebody listening out there, if you're, if you're in a process right now, and you're talking to people about getting your book out there, whatever phase of the process you might be in, you could be in the writing, you could be in the publishing, you could be in potion base. If you have that little voice that's uh, that, that's speaking and you know in your heart that you probably shouldn't sign on the dotted line, please let this be a encouragement to you to walk away. Because yeah. a lot of times we think it's going to, oh, it'll work out anyway, or we at least we want to believe that it's going to work out. But when we get those nudges, God is trying to, my experience is God is trying to save us yes. from something because he knows what we do not. Yes. And, and you know, the other thing I would say is if you don't understand the contract, go ahead and, and, and let an intellectual uh, properties attorney uh, look over that and read it. And it, it's really not that much. And I know when we, a lot of us, when we're self-publishing, we're going off of our own money, but to save us money in the long run, mm -hmm. just- yeah you know, hire somebody and let them uh, go through it and, and tell you um, or give you the advice of, about that contract so you can make an uh, intelligent and informed decision on it. Yeah, that's, that's good. Sometimes you need to get um, a professional opinion. And like you said, you're, you're, yes, you're, you're spending a little in the front end, but in the long run, you might actually be saving. That's yep. really, really good. And one last thing <laughs> is uh, join, uh, join Authors Guild. Um, this is a great organization, and I think they have a fee of, I think it's like $99 if you're, if you're not published or if you're self-published, and so you'll, you'll get to sit under um, a lot of people uh, that has, you know, has gone the route of self-publishing or traditional publishing. They have, um, they have webinars just about every month. And also uh, they have legal advice. And so Arthur's Guild is a good, uh, a good source, a good organization to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Like they, they bought together the resources that you need um, to be successful as an author. So take advantage of that opportunity to get the support at a really, really great price. So JP, I'm, I'm curious, as you were navigating all of this, because you've had some really great moments, but you've also had um, some battles that you've had to fight, what has kept you going? What has kept you encouraged outside of, of course, the call? But even when we're called, I think, you know, someone is probably listening to us right now. They know that they're called, but, but sometimes even as you're called, um, there can be struggles. There can be moments where um, your emotions get the best of you when you're not 
feeling as inspired. How did you get through those moments? Well, you know, there are some moments that was, that was really hard. There were some moments that I felt like quitting and there were some moments that, that I did quit in my mind, but I didn't quit in my heart. And so uh, as long as you don't quit in your heart, you can rest because, you know, <laughs> you, you have to have, you, you have to rest and, and just, you know, get yourself back together. My family were, was a great support and, you know, they, they would encourage me. But one of the biggest things that I have uh, is my critique group. Um, so if you're, if whatever genre that you write for, um, if you're on Facebook, whether you look at podcasts or what have you, you can find those individuals. If you're a mystery writer, if you're a Christian writer, just like our Facebook page of uh, Christian Authors Network, you can find a critique group. And again, go back to Authors Guild. Um, they can direct you to critique groups. And we all, we look at each other's work. We, we kind of, you know, how do you, you know, change this? Don't put this there. Look at this as a mentor text and see how you like it, you know, but above all, we encourage each other. Um, especially if you're trying to go the traditional route, it is very difficult. We know that. Uh, and these are the ones that kind of, you know, hold you up and, uh, and, and let you know that what you're doing is great and just keep doing it. We're all going to get there at some point in time. So a critique group, your family, uh, music. If you have that one song that that's your go-to song when you're down, then you go to that song, just let it repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, as I hear you sharing, like sometimes it does, it takes a combination of things, right? Mm-hmm. It, it may not be one thing that's going to do it, you know, one in one experience, it may be your, your author's guild, their encouragement and support that really does it. Uh, in another moment, it could be listening to a song or watching a YouTube video or or, or something. Right. So it's almost like you have to have this, this toolkit of different things that you can rely on that keep your spirits up, and keep you encouraged because things are going to happen mm-hmm. and you just have to be, you have to be ready for them, right? Exactly. And exercise. And exercise, <laughs> right? Get some of that stress out, get some fresh air, all of that good stuff. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. So thank you for sharing some of the things that have got you through it. I want to talk a little bit because you were one of the first people when we did in the Christian Authors Network. Uh, Facebook community, when we put the opportunity out there that we're going to start helping people get on podcasts, you were one of the first people to to jump out there. And, it, and it's really been a pleasure working with you on this. I, I want you to share for our listening audience, some of them may be considering, they might be thinking, well, do I want to do this? Just to give them some context, what was kind of the motivation? What was going on before you uh, said yes and became a part of the tour that made this an attractive opportunity for you? Well, like I said, I had the, uh, the Black Stories Matter um, series came out in October, I want to say 2020, and um, it, it was doing well. Then I got a contract with um, Carson DeLusa, Rourke Educational Media, to do um, Leaders Like Us. We started off initially with just six titles. And they did so well, they came back to me and said, hey, JP, can you write some more? 
And so I think now there's like a total of 13 books, but the momentum of, the, of that is what I was like, okay, you know what? I got to get ahead of this snowball because um, I need to help get the word out. I need, you know, marketing. I need to know, you know, <laughs> where do I, how do I even get on a podcast? You know, what do I need to do? Because, you know, when I did the self-publishing thing, we had a, I think it was called a media kit. We had to do a media kit, you know, and I researched and it was like nine pages long and, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff, you know, and, and, you know, I had no idea, you know, what to do now. And that's probably what I would have done was get this thick media kit that nobody now wants to even <laughs> <laughs> to see. <laughs> so um, I was so glad to, uh, to see um, that you were offering the services that you were offering. So um, it was was right down my alley and it's helping me now to even you know help the company and, and and you know and the thing is with work for hire most of the time the authors and the publisher you know they will work together to get that book out and then they don't do anything after that but one of the things that I wanted to do was go beyond you know my pastor tells us a lot of time uh you know if somebody asks for a glass of water you give them a glass of water with ice in it, you know, and, <laughs> you know, so just go a step above. And so they have appreciated the fact that, that I'm doing this. And so it makes them do more. And so I'm just, you know, it's just, it's just the, the snowball is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I owe a lot to you and, uh, and the Christian Authors Network for helping me to, to get in front of that snowball and uh, do the things that I need to do to, to market and get the word out there about the books for this company. Yeah. And I think in, in the long run, I think that I am going to be rewarded. I have been rewarded for uh, what I say is, um, and I don't know how to word this, but you know, I'm, t I'm, taking, I'm taking care of something else. And so I, I feel like God is going to reward me for taking care of something that I'm not even really getting a benefit because in work for hire, it's not like I'm getting money from the royalties. They pay me one set amount of money and that's what I get. So irregardless of how many books that it sells, I don't get anything more from that. But I believe on the back end, God is going to reward me for taking care of somebody else's. Mm. I think that there's a whole, uh, probably a whole sermon in, in that as, as a preacher's kid, because, <laughs> you know, if, if you take good care of other people's things, it's certainly sometimes it's like, there's no incentive, right? So you could right. say, well, I'm not going to be concerned about that, but I, I agree with you. I believe that God recognizes our mm. willingness to support others' goals and dreams. And as we plant those seeds, mm -hmm. We may not even get it back from them. Like they may not come back to you and say, hey, JP, here's a, you know, here's a bonus or whatever it is, but you're going to get it from somewhere else. Absolutely. You're ultimately serving God. Yes. Seeds have been planted. And at some point you are going to harvest those seeds. So I, I think that's a great reminder for us all. Remember who we're ultimately doing it for mm -hmm. and trust that Absolutely. he's going to do the rewarding, whether the people that we think are going to do it or not, God's going to reward us. Yes. Yeah. Amen. 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 I love that. And I will tell you that when I wrote uh, my first book back in 2013, I had this multi-page 
media kit too. So I, I remember what you're talking <laughs> about. And back then it was very uh, common and popular. There's a few people that still have those, but you know, times change and people are extremely busy now when they're looking yes. for like, how can I get the information that I need in a condensed form. So, so things have evolved, but you, you went through the process like a champ. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, we, we went through a, a number of different things to get you ready um, to be pitched in, to get you on interviews from your perspective outside of the, you know, media kit versus, you know, boiling it down to a couple of sheets. What was the biggest aha moment? What was the thing that stood out for you as you went through the journey and the process? Whew, let's see, what was the biggest thing? Well, one of the first things, and I have to laugh about it, Coach Tam, because I thought that I was doing everything professional. Of course, I'm trying to be frugal and, you know, do things myself and all this. And uh, and I, I sent a document to you. <laughs> this, this is funny. <laughs> I sent a document to you and I thought, yes, you know, I'm, I was, you know, hitting it, hitting, you know, knocking it off my shelf. All right, I did that, you know, and uh, you sent an email back and very gently <laughs> it told me gentle, that y'all. I, let, let, don't let JP scare you. I try to be gentle <laughs> <laughs> that, that I needed to be just a little bit more professional. <laughs> so initially I sat there and I was like, and then I thought about it and I says, OK, yes. So I still I still made the document. But I used another source, and uh, so I was able. To... <laughs> so that was probably my biggest aha moment. And then, you know, even the way that you've helped me to brand myself, you know, changing my email address and uh, to to uh, to coincide with my website, you know, and and just other things. The um, I, I, you know, I, I can't even really, but I, I said the biggest thing was uh, just, I thought I was a professional and doing things really, really well, but just from listening to you and getting your guidance, um, it, it took me a step, you know, a step higher on that. And I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say, you know, if somebody's listening, it, it's, it's not always an easy process. I mean, I think, and I'm glad that you, you shared that, right? Because sometimes even like you shared earlier, it's, it's, really kind of the same thing that you deal with when you write a manuscript and you head it, hand it off to an editor and you're like, oh my God, like, what are they going to come back with? What are they going to say? They might give you feedback and say, hey, what about, you know, this portion of the book? Like, let's tweak this or your critique group might say, well, mm -hmm. hey, you know, this is really good, but how about that? You know, some of those same things come up as we go through this process. And sometimes initially it, it can be a little hard to hear, but I'm glad that it did come across that ultimately the goal is for you to have the best opportunities. And in order to have the best opportunities, uh, we want to put together the best possible package. And so, yeah, you know, that some of those branding things uh, really do matter. And um, I'm really proud of the progress that you've made. You've, 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 you've taken all of the feedback uh, really, really well. And I hope that you're proud because I think where we landed with that document that you referred to, um, you know, the email address being changes, the updates that we made to the website, it all flows together and yes. it works together. And it's only going to create a foundation for that next level of success because now it's all, it's all working together. Yes. Like
Yeah. 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 You survived. You (laughs) made it. You made it. Um, And this is, this is just beginning the beginning. Uh, You've got your first podcast opportunity and we're going to keep working to get uh, you more of them. And you're going to be able to go to each of those uh, shows with so much confidence, knowing that um, all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. So I'm really uh, excited for what's to come. So let's talk um, about how the audience can learn more. So they've heard you talk about your books and this mission that you're on to make sure um, that um, African-American history is more reflective of the contributions um, Mm -hmm. that have been made. Let's say someone in our listening audience wants to learn more. They want to um, check out what you're up to, what would be the best next step for them? Well, the best way to, uh, to uh, follow me is um, by going to my website. It is www.authorjpmiller2020.com. And there you will find all the books that I've written, um, reviews that I've gotten from uh, professional um, sources. And it's your opportunity to connect with me as well. Um, so there's a little link that you can connect with me. And one of the things that, we, that we've done with the guidance of Coach Tam is provided a list of books from picture books to early chapter books to middle grade books for young readers that, and it may be like 50, I can't remember. But anyway, there are a lot of books um, that we recommend to you um, with characters of African-American um, culture. The stories are mostly African-American culture books with African-American characters. Um, and some of your, you know, your popular authors, African-American authors and illustrators. So if you want that list for yourself to purchase books for your uh, young readers in your home or for your schools, uh, just come on my website and um, sign up and then I will send you that uh, guide back along for my thank you for joining me and my process. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I want to just take a moment to to reinforce that. So, you know, some of our listening audience may have young children or grandchildren. Some may be in the educational system. And as JP has shared, um, sometimes it can be difficult to find um, books that reflect the student populate, the full student population, or as a parent, you may be having trouble um, finding books that really reflect the death of African-American history, or maybe you just want something different. So this is an opportunity uh, for you to just go to on over to JP's site, uh, put in your email address, and we've taken care of that for you. You can just print out that list and you'll be able to check out some amazing stories that will make an impact on your life. So take advantage of that opportunity to do that. JP, I appreciate you being here and, and sharing your, your story and your wisdom with our listening audience. I'd, I'd like to ask you to share one more piece of wisdom. Uh, there are people that are listening us to us today for which uh, they're in a bit of a, uh, a quandary. They know that they have been called to write. They can even probably, when you were talking about that earlier, they could go back in their mind and they can remember, yeah, I remember when I got that tug, when I got that angel visit or however God spoke to them, but they have not yet said yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're doubting themselves. They're doubting their skills. And I'm, I'm praying that as they listen to us, that they have been encouraged by what you have shared 
but maybe they need just a little bit more encouragement. Mm-hmm. What piece of advice would you share with our listening audience to help them to move forward? Well, you know, it is scary. And I'm trying to think back on um, even when I got my initial call, I think it was, you know, I just, I, I did more reading uh, of actual books so that I could see how stories, fl- uh, you know, the pacing and different things of stories and, you know, start just jotting down some ideas that you have, uh, you know, for your story. And it, it you know, it is scary. Um, so find, you know, on Facebook, uh, there's different groups, again, for the area that you'd like to write in or what have you. Um, just find someone that, that's in that space and, and that can talk to you. You know, don't be afraid to go in there and say, I'm new, uh, you know, because mostly everybody has been in that, that place or that space. So don't worry about that, but just, you know, go in and be in a posture to learn. Don't, you know, don't go in like you already know everything, but you just haven't, you know, I just haven't started yet. I haven't put it on paper yet, but I, I know what I want to say, you know, <laughs> but just, you know, be in a posture to, uh, to learn. And, you know, all of us have been there. Uh, anybody that stepped out on faith, you know, uh, it's a scary thing, but you know that your faith will, will take you through and just step by step, uh, you'll see it start to come together. And then next thing you know, you'll be in the place that you want it to be in. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.